2: Hello and welcome to Laguna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. We're back in our black attire uh, this morning. Feeling comfortable and free and happy uh, that today is going to be a good day. Certainly a career highlight, uh, at least. At the very minimum, uh, even if Arsenal lose this game. I mean, the first time I went to a press box was obviously Manchester United, which was an amazing experience, but we lost that game. And there was kind of a... You know, whilst it's a moment that you would have loved to us to win, and it sucks that we didn't, there was still part of me that was like, as I was driving back from Manchester, like, this is still great. You know, I'm still loving this fact. But today, today is... Uh, Today's a different kettle of fish. Today is something that I've waited for for a very, 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 very long time. And again, cannot stress enough how thankful I am not only to you all for helping support to reach this specific day, but uh, but also to my colleagues and Football London for giving me the opportunity to do this. It means so much. And I, um, I woke up in that state of kind of like vibrating (laughs) if you like it was uh yeah it's a good feeling but i'm gonna stop waffling now because i know that you guys are sitting there going just get on with the news so we're gonna get on with the news but i've got it out of my system now it's free it's out there um good morning chatbots. good morning to matt g to Gunnarate david to olu and paul and kaiser and vegas schooner uh, mr snlo uh good morning to black shine good morning to marcus and jose and answer good morning to titus and peter and Nikolai and harvey and lynn and tony and Kevin and Colin and Vivian <laughs> and so many more of you as well. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, as always, uh, let's crack on with today's stories. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe if you're new, and do vote for us in the football, 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 football content awards. Our first story is as reported, supposedly by Darren. Arsenal claims that the value of the reported Adidas eight-year deal is in the region of six hundred million. This is an increase of 50 million per annum, up from the 60 million per annum that there was for the previous Adidas deal. I mean, the Arsenal are going to get a significant boost uh, of a serious amount um, of money over the course of the next eight seasons. Really good. Not only is it really good from a financial sense, but it's really good because, well, I mean, just look at the Arsenal kits for this season. And you know exactly why this is a good thing. For Arsenal. Um, This is a fantastic thing. Well, hopefully, not only on top of, fingers crossed, Champions League qualification, but give us loads of extra backing in the transfer market to go out and sign the best players in the world. Fingers crossed. Uh, Axel Witzel's dad has come out and spoken about his regrets of Arsenal not going in for him. Uh, Arsenal were interested during his time at Standard Liège in Belgium, but a deal never materialised. His dad's name is, wait for it, Thierry. Um, and speaking to Het Belang, um, he said, I can name, when he was asked about if he had any regrets over his son's career, he says, I can name a series. Juventus failed in the last hours of a transfer window, but when he was playing for Standard, Arsenal knocked on the door. That was his favourite team, but it didn't come to a deal. Look, I've always liked Axel Witzel, not only because he's my favourite named footballer in the entire world. I mean, Name me a better named footballer than Axel You're going to come up with some hilarious ones, I'm sure. But I just love the name Axel Witzel. But he was also a brilliant midfielder. I think would have added so much physicality and dynamism to the midfield. Uh, Never happened but certainly one that maybe we look at back on and go, "Hmm, I wonder what would have happened if Axel Witzel had joined Arsenal. Charlie Patino is continuing to impress on loan with Blackpool. Uh, Speaking after Blackpool's game uh, against Sunderland, uh, Michael Aperton said, 18 years old, he still is. He can deal with the ball in any area of the pitch, go past people, left side, right side. I said when he came to the club, he's as good as anything I've seen dealing with the ball and was good movement uh, and with good movement of the ball as you've seen tonight he can play as a six he can play as a 10 he can play as an eight he's got a really really good future ahead of him and to be honest are we surprised by these kind of revelations about Charlie Patino? not particularly um, he has been a, a really exciting talent coming out of the ranks for some time and is now continuing to do this um, and continuing to to kind of impress. And next season, when he and some of the other players that have gone off on loan, like Brutonot and Cuffey, et cetera, come back to the club, pre-season, hopefully, is going to be a really, really exciting time. So we're going to have to make sure that we, uh, as best to our abilities, keep hold of him, extend his contract where and if possible. And uh, hopefully he will become a massive part of Arsenal's future midfield. You can just see potentially him being maybe a, a replacement for Granite Xhaka in the future in that midfield. I'd love to see that as, as a potential route for him. Uh, And it seems as though the the time frame works. You know, if he has to go on loan for another season, maybe to a Premier League club next year, maybe to a a side in Europe, you look at what Fala Rambaligan's doing at at Rons, you know, maybe he could do something like that. Um, But it's a great future ahead of him. And we're really looking forward to seeing what Charlie Patino can achieve. Uh, Saliba uh, Saka-Martinelli, their contracts are all said to be being worked on by uh, Edu. Mikel Arteta was speaking ahead of the game against Buda Glimps this evening. Uh, And he said, obviously, we have to plan for the future and we are working on it. Edu is on top of it all uh, and will try to do things in the right way, being fair and trying to plan the best possible way and reward the players that, in our opinion, have a big future for the club. When we have something to announce... We will do that. This, of course, comes after the news that we were talking about yesterday in which Bakaya Saka was reportedly close to signing a new five-year contract with Arsenal, which would see him earn close to £200,000 per week, according to Footy Insider. So it could be big things on the horizon regarding Arsenal contracts, but we all are really focused on that Saliba situation. Now, it's been reported by a number of outlets that uh, contract talks have gone underway. Saliba actually talked about the potential of a new contract after the game against Tottenham. Uh, Martinelli has come out a number of times and said how committed he is to Arsenal, how he would want to stay at Arsenal, quote, forever. So that hopefully shouldn't be, shouldn't be too much of a problem. But what I'm looking forward to hopefully is if all three could be announced at the same time, that would be one hell of an Arsenal future announcement, wouldn't it? Uh, Alexander Zinchenko was not spotted in training yesterday. Uh, my colleague Bailey Keo was there, as was uh, a number of outlets. Simon Collings of the Evening Standard tweeting that he couldn't spot Zinchenko uh, involved in training. However, having asked uh, colleagues at Arsenal why this was, they were told that only uh, and anyone that was basically absent besides the El Ninnies and the smith Rose of this world, was purely precautionary. So whilst Zinchenko may not be involved this evening, it is said that this is only going to be a precautionary absence and he'll be rested the game against Liverpool. Of course, Zinchenko has been suffering with a few problems, and so it makes sense that potentially why he's not involved in the training session. Everyone else was said to be there. Uh, Really excited to see kind of what comes out of of this in terms of what youngsters are going to be available, who we see involved in, in the game tomorrow. Maybe it's another opportunity to get our eyes on some of the young stars coming through the team uh arsenal of course do play but tonight michael arteta said that they've been doing all of their research it was a great number of norwegian journalists at the uh, at the press conference yesterday and he was being kind of asked about uh what he fears in but a he said there are a few really good players and it's really good coach as well and they have a clear identity with how they play you can see straight away what they're trying to do and again i've been impressed with them Um, Martin Erdegaard, of course, as a Norwegian knows all about them. And he said, uh, we spoke, we just spoke about what I saw. I will do the same with the staff. And he was really clear. He said the exact same opinion and he said tomorrow will be a really tough match. Now, for those that don't really know too much about Buda Glimpse, having now spoken to a couple of people that know a lot more about the side than I do, I can tell you that they are as, to use a quote, kamikaze style um i'm thinking leeds bielsa kind of style they are not afraid to attack they won't give up they will absolutely uh go for us and they will try and score and they will not sit back and you know try and hit on the counter they are going to go for arsenal and that could be the best way to beat arsenal who knows we'll have to wait and see but i've predicted a 4-2 win i can see them getting a couple of goals We'll have to wait and see what ends up happening. Uh, now, Rhys Nelson has been back to take his chance in the Europa League. My colleague Kai Karnak asked Mikel Arteta the question about whether or not this is a big opportunity for Nelson. Uh, Arteta said, after the spell that he had last year on loan, we wanted him back to see if there are any changes and there's a prospect that we can really take to the next level. We think the potential is there, and we think we've seen something in Reese that is special. He's been a big part of our academy system, and now he's going to have an opportunity. He's been for almost three months of an injury he's back now he's fully fit and he's ready to play he just needs minutes really positive (laughs) you know for considering the fact this is a player that's contract runs out at the end of this season that's a big statement from Mikel Arteta a really big statement to push uh, Nelson to suggest that he is indeed going to be a player that we rely on for the future uh everything else that Mikel arteta spoke about in his press conference talking about the idea of playing multiple games in the space of a week on his priorities in the europa league he said it's a competition that is really important for us we know how important it is to be on top of that group we have tough competition and the home advantage uh, home advantage so we have to use it that's why tomorrow's game is really important for us. And that's why I've said a number of times, I'm expecting a stronger lineup than maybe others are expecting. I still think there'll be a significant number of changes. And obviously the benefit of having quite a few fringe players or rotational players that used to be starting last season, like Tommy Asu, like Tierney, like Holding, you know, them coming into the team is going to be of a benefit to us still. I to the likes of Eninketia, uh, Marquinhos, Laconga, Vieira, expecting to see these guys come into the side as well but I think it will be stronger than... I would. I say I'd be surprised if Nelson and Ketia and Marquinhos was the front three. I have a feeling that maybe we need one of the starting front three to play in this game. I did a preview show with Harry yesterday over on his uh, channel on the Chronicles of Aguna. And I said, if you were to kind of use the team that we came up with, which was Turner, Cedric, Tomiassu, Holding, Tierney, Laconga Xhaka, Vieira, Nelson and Ketia, Marquinhos, where would that team finish in the Premier League and most of the response from the chat box was in the bottom half of the Premier League table where would that team finish the front three is not really good enough the defence I don't think is good enough either especially on the right hand side And Budaglimt are no mugs. glimpse are a very good team. And so therefore, you would think that they would be able to be competitive with that side. So tonight might be a bit closer than we expect. And I think Aston might have to call upon some of their players from the senior side to come off the bench. Let's see what happens. But uh, I'm looking forward to the game. It should be a great one. And that completes all of our stories, which means we're going to move on to you guys in the chat box after this quick break. Hey guys, Tom Canton from the Guna Talk here. A massive thank you to everybody that has voted for us in the Football Content Awards. We have been nominated for the Best Club Content Creator in the Premier League to vote. And yes, we still need your votes because after being nominated, we now need to push through to try and get even further than the third place that we got last year. To do that, you can go over to the Football Content Awards website. You scroll down the page and you can find at the bottom of that a little link that says Voting Page. You go down to the Best Club Content Creator category and select the guna talk. after you've done that scroll down to the bottom of the page click vote now and it's all locked in you can also vote on instagram we're going to the fca's instagram page find the best club content creator premier league category and tag at the guna talk in that profile and lastly you can also vote on twitter just go to www.votefortgt.com and it will create the tweet for you it's as simple as that a massive thank you to everybody that's already voted and for those that are going to we really appreciate it come on you do this Yes, you can indeed vote for us in the content awards. Uh, All the links to do that are down in today's video description. Just three days left for you to vote. So don't waste time and help support the channel in our best efforts to get a little bit higher potentially than last season. Um, Let's go to the chat box then and your questions. And we'll try and tackle as many of those as feasibly possible. Possible. Uh, Manu says, Tom, you should do some promotion for the channel. The number of subscribers seems to stick on 30K. I remember you can reach much higher, higher uh, subs. Just need to find the right strategy. You deserve more, mate. Thanks, man. I, I don't really know <laughs> what to do more than this. You know, we're very close to hitting 40K now. Um, we're only like less than 800 subs away. So if you are watching this and you're not yet subscribed, I mean, what I can do is I often go over to the analytics of the channel sometimes just to kind of see where things are at and the analytics usually tell me that about 60% of you guys are subscribed so I guess you know if you're not subscribed come over and subscribe so yeah uh, it says subscribed 64.1% so 35.9% of you watching aren't subscribed to the channel so make sure that you do press that subscribe button it would really really help us out uh let's go to uh Viraj says unlike Reese outshines Marquinhos, unlikely, unless, sorry, Reese outshines uh, Marquinhos. I can't see him making it into the squad. When Smith throw is fit, his competition to Martinelli, Saka. Uh, A backup spots are up for grabs. I think that Reese has got an opportunity with Smith Rowe out uh, to really kind of stake a claim and show what he's capable of. Who knows? I could do with a bit of a surprise from a wide position this season. We could need it. Uh, I've never particularly thought that Reese Nelson is going to be the next big thing. I've never really had that kind of feeling about him. I hope that he proves me wrong. Um, and this is a big opportunity for him. Uh, Viraj says, which would you rather, win the Premier League or the Europe? The Premier League, Viraj. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. That's easy. Uh, Jabu says, I'm expecting a strong back for Tierney, Gabriel, Saliba, Tomiyasu, then a midfield of Lokonga, Xhaka and Vieira, an attack of Saka, Eddie and Martinelli. Uh, Temi says, "Patino or Balogun? Who gets the first team next season? I think patino has got the better chance because we have more... Rotation in midfield. You've got Enketia in the way of you uh, for Balogun. He may go out on loan again. Um, Lynn says, Tom, I know uh, Michael. Uh, I know MT. Sorry, uh, needs minutes. However, do you think that Ramsdale should be in goal tonight? Knowing how tricky this team is, the answer, Lynn, is no. For me, um, Matt Turner needs to go in goal. He needs to play. he to be given these opportunities and these minutes to continually kind of push and press for more starting opportunities so no I would play him if Ramsdale gets injured we need to make sure we've got a goalkeeper that's had minutes had opportunities and this is how we give him those opportunities um let's uh, Shay says sorry thought I was subscribed and then I've just seen that I wasn't done now mate you see this is what I mean Shay this is people that don't realize they're not subscribed to the channel it takes just a second just to check click the button and it's all sorted for you um, Fouad says, got any names to watch out for in the Butter team? Uh, Burge tonight is probably the main one that you should be looking out for uh, midfielder, uh, he's going to cause us some problems I imagine I would go watch the, the PSV Butter Glimpse highlights and it gives you kind of a better idea as to some of the players there's another player, I'm just going to go and check their team that stood out while I was watching the PSV game, let me find what his name is uh, Saul Bakken, is that who I'm thinking of? It might have been Sol Bakken, Um, but he was really kind of, uh, he was tricky uh, for them and uh, had a great time in the Europa League. In fact, he's got an assist so far in the Europa League this season. I think it was Sol Bakken. Um But yeah, there was a few players that are quite tricky in the wide areas that we should definitely be aware of. Uh, Samakula says, uh, do you think that Charlie Patino has a great future at the club? I hope so. I don't have any reason why I why he wouldn't. You know, the club really rates him. They expect him to go on to big things. And we're hoping that he does indeed end up doing that because he's got bundles of potential to get better with. Uh, Vera says, Are you more or less confident about getting a result after Liverpool switched to a 4-4, uh, 4-2-3-1? I'm I'm the same. You know, I I feel as Arsenal should go into this game as favourites in the position that both teams are in the league right now. And we should be going to try and win that fixture and making a real statement in the league this season. Uh, Ronald says, Locatelli or Rice? Uh, Locatelli will cost about 30 million, while Rice in the summer would be down to one year. So maybe 60 to 70 million on the lower end. I lean towards Rice, even though I know people consider him like overrated for that Premier League quality, uh, for that Premier League level quality. To make sure that we've got someone coming in that knows the league, Locatelli, you know, has never played in the Premier League. I wouldn't necessarily say his move to Juventus has been rated particularly stunningly, whilst Rice, you know, and I know people call him overrated, but I think Rice would add a a lot of quality to this Arsenal team still. So I would lean more towards Declan Rice. Um, Charlie says, have you heard anything regarding January's window? Are the club planning to reinforce this time or save it until the summer? As far as I'm aware, the club will continue to try and find that midfielder that they are looking for with their eyes still potentially on a wide player as well. That's the two positions that if they do go for anyone, it would be there the midfield seems the most likely area that they will strengthen in, though, in that January window. But we'll have to wait and see because Elneny is expected to return in January as well. How he returns could impact how they decide to to use their plans. However, if they do think there's an opportunity that's worth taking, they won't hesitate to try and do it. That is for sure. Um, and Benet says, Tom, did you watch the Liverpool game? And what were your thoughts on our next fixture? Again, like I said in yesterday's show, we are going to do a preview show tomorrow. Uh, So Discord server, make sure you're prepared because I'm going to be sending out the call to arms uh, for our members preview show tomorrow. Uh, You can get all my thoughts on the Liverpool game plus that of our members in our preview show at 6 p.m tomorrow um Nav says they beat roma like six i think it was six one in their ground i've heard they drew with psv the other week we can beat them but we shouldn't underestimate them and that's why i think Mikel arteta will play a stronger squad they should have beaten psv they created an opportunity right at the end of the game that absolutely should have been taken they should have beaten psv in that game they were really you know they were strong in that game they were competitive uh cody Gakpo was was psv's main threat as you would expect but they were very competent in that game. That's for sure. Uh Stuart says, Morning, Tom. I think we'll potentially have around five first eleven players tonight. We need to make sure that we're finishing top of the group as a priority. Liverpool is important, but it's one game out of 38. Obviously, the Liverpool game for me is the priority, but you're absolutely right in saying that we need to win this game. We need to take it seriously. I'm looking forward to seeing the atmosphere tonight in the Emirates because I think the atmosphere in the Emirates in the league, at least, have been has been absolutely transformational. It's been brilliant, and so for that reason, I'm really hoping that what we see is an is an atmosphere continued. Thursday nights are sometimes tricky to kind of get that same level of of noise. Night games can be great, but they can also be, especially against Europa League sides, where there's kind of an expectation that Arsenal will just beat them and they're a bit of an inconvenience. I think we're going to go into this game, hopefully anyway, with the opportunity of seeing an Arsenal side continue that momentum. People want to go to games. The feeling around games is different. I'm looking forward to seeing what the atmosphere is like going into it. Uh, Ronald says, sell Reece Nelson in January or let him leave for free in the summer. It depends on the bids, Ronald. It depends on if we sign someone in January because it's a player that gives us depth still. Um, I'm just hoping that we do sign someone that we aren't left hoping that Reece Nelson could be the backup option for us because, let's face it, we need to bring someone in that's that's ultimately better. Um, let's go to Burn, who said, uh, who would Arsenal sign in January transfer market to push them for the Premier League title? It needs to be a midfielder that's of competitive quality to, to Thomas Partey, and it needs to be a forward player that gives you coverage, I think, across the front three. I always mention kind of the unicorn figure of a Diogo Jota-style player. That's what I think takes Arsenal to a level where they can hopefully compete across all fronts and more competitively in the Premier League. Um, Olu says, ''Hey, Tom, if Elneny returns in January, should we go and hold off on a Danilo or a Louise and go for a top number six in the summer?'' I think that Danilo becomes the Elneny replacement whose contract runs out, of course, at the end of the season. So I don't think that's too much of a problem. I don't think signing Danilo now necessarily blocks the path for Arsenal signing, say, a Declan Rice in the summer because Thomas Partey will still come toward the end of his time with Arsenal in the next year or two, I think, depending on his age, depending on his fitness and all that stuff. So I don't think it's necessarily a block if we sign a Danilo in January that we wouldn't then go and sign something else uh later on uh we're going to answer a couple more questions uh, and hopefully what we will see is some real positivity growing around arsenal uh and real positivity growing around what we're trying to achieve across all competitions because arsenal should not be taking the europa league lightly they need to use it as an opportunity moving forwards and they need to use it as something that is going to give them a better not an opportunity but a better experience for next season because next season I think all of us are expecting Arsenal to be in the Champions League next year barring something mental happening in the Premier League and us cataclysmically falling apart our start to the season is a foundation for a Champions League qualification and next year when we are in the Champions League fingers crossed we will be coming up against teams that we need to play a strong team against every week You know, Man City are playing Haaland's everywhere. Can you imagine how important Haaland is to that Man City team? And he's being played in the Champions League, and he's being played at the weekend. And we're sitting here going, no, rest Gabriel Jesus in the Europa League. Well, next season, we need to make sure that we've got Gabriel Jesus playing twice a week because we're going to need him if we're playing against Champions League-level quality. And that's ultimately where we find ourselves now is that we need to, in a way, practice, rehearse the opportunity to play in the Champions League with this Europa League. That's why I think Arteta's not looking at this as a distraction. Um, So there you go. Uh, Viraj says, when you take 600 million from a sponsor, does that increase expectation of our players to take on more distracting, non-football commercial responsibilities? Not necessarily. Uh, We don't know the ins and outs of the the contract. And typically, you know, typically players have their own commercial kind of image rights and their own kind of agreements with... Um, with manufacturers. Maybe Arsenal have to do more adverts. I don't think it's going to be distracting in any way that it is normally. I don't think it would add any extra kind of a distraction, if you know what I mean. Um, let's go to Charlie, who says uh, Ian Wright just gave so much fuel to the fake IT case. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, Stephen says, did you see Ian Wright's comments regarding players like to sign? Yes, I did. Obviously, he didn't name names, but he was excited. Uh, would he know this that far out? It's not you know, it's not a wild suggestion to suggest that Arsenal could be in the market for players of a really high calibre and Arsenal access to Champions League football kind of unlocks another door. If you remember when we were talking about at the end of last season, I described the transfer window as like having a hundred doors. And if you get into the Champions League, you open pretty much all of those doors in terms of players. Each part, Behind each door is a transfer target. If you get into the Europa League, quite a few of the top-end doors are closed to you, but you still have access to a lot of quality players, as we've seen with Gabriel Jesus, with Zinchenko, etc., with Thomas Partey and, you know, Abamie. So, you still have doors open to you, but the idea of opening the doors to the Champions League-level players is a prospect that will hopefully give Arsenal that competency to be able to push themselves even further what it does for me is it shows you how impressive it is for Arsenal to get Champions League football this season people talk about the amount of money that Arsenal has spent and say well Arsenal should get to the Champions League look how much money they've spent but what is something sometimes overlooked in this argument is the idea that Arsenal yes have spent a lot of money but they've been doing it outside of the Europa League, which means they've not had access to the players that typically would only move the Champions League clubs. And in some cases, like Gabriel Jesus, they've had to fight to try and get players that you don't think would necessarily take that step down, which actually leans into it being an even more impressive recruitment strategy and more efficient recruitment strategy than potentially a side that doesn't have Champions League football would be able to achieve. It's always worth considering that when having any debates about Arsenal's recruitment over the last six years and the amount of money that we've spent in correlation to that. Um, John Daly says, do you think Nuno will come back for us from France and become a left winger? I don't think so. I think he might end up being sold, to be honest, to a team like Atalanta or Marseille or someone that plays with these wingbacks. He is very clearly a wingback. And because of that, he doesn't fit into Arsenal's system in the same way. Unless we're going to change the way we play he just doesn't necessarily fit. Yes, I know that our left back is given more license to get forward, but Tavares isn't inverted like uh, Zinchenko is. I don't think he can learn like Tierney is either. He is very much a touchline wing back get up as much as you can, get into the box, try and score, try and cross. That's what he's about. I don't think he fits necessarily in what we're trying to do. So if we can get a very good fee for him in the summer after a really good season, along with the likes of potentially following Balogun, hopefully, Nicholas Pepe, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, etc. It gives us a better foundation to go and do our business that we need to do to sign some of the best players out of next season boy, we're sitting here in October and I'm already talking about the summer transfer window and the shows I'm going to have to do at 8am every morning next summer. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. Anyway, there's over 800 of you watching, which for our morning shows during the season is crazy. Thank you so much for the continued support on the channel that you always provide. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8am to give you guys a reaction to uh, tonight's game. I can't do it tonight because I'm going to be at the game in the press box, so I can't give you that reaction unless I was to record something Harry Simeu style. But I think I'm going to save it all for tomorrow morning's eight AM show. So do make sure you set your alarms, set your uh, your notifications, subscribe to the channel if you're not done so already. Vote for us in the Football Content Awards. Link are down below in the description. I will see you tomorrow morning. Have a fantastic day, and as always. the
1: Arsenal
2: it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection Order now on the McDonald's app for your mook delivery. You in at participating restaurants 18+ plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com